Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When we think of evil, we typically think of movies or stories, but the reality is there's nothing more evil than the devil and his demons. Pastor J.D. reminds us today that Satan has an agenda, and it's been in development for a very long time. Be careful who you believe or look up to. Not everyone is trustworthy. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 5th, 2023. Let me quote Bill Gates from this Lowry Institute interview. He says, quote, We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. What? You weren't saying that in 2020. Still quoting? The current vaccines are not infection blocking. What? They're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection and they have very short duration. What? particularly in the people who matter, which are old people, and every one of those things is fixable. In fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly, you know. We, for example, the Gates Foundations, we have a malaria vaccine, but it only lasts for (laughs) six months. And understanding, okay, how do we get the long-lived memory B cells? In that case, it's very similar to figuring out how we make these COVID vaccines last longer. Last longer? So this fortunately, the rich world desires and the developing country desires actually aligned in terms of what the research and development agenda should look like. So within, still quoting, I'd say a decade, we will have a tool set for respiratory pandemics that will be excellent. And so the one thing that still hangs in the balance is, will we have the global capacity and the regular practice at regional and country levels that would mean that when a threat comes up, we act in such a way that it doesn't go global. In other words, that there isn't a pandemic because they only called a pandemic after it gets out. You know what he's saying? He's saying the so-called vaccines don't work, and they don't last. They don't stop transmission. I mean, please, (laughs) do you see how deceptive this is? It is a lie from the father of lies. 
And Gates and his evil gang promoted the vaccine saying, and I quote, everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Gates is also quoted as saying, it's his word, magic. Interesting choice of words and that the vaccines would be a, quote, game changer. Not only did Gates promote the vaccine, he profited from the vaccine to the tune of over half a billion dollars, and that's very conservative, by the way. And this after he conspicuously sold his shares at, what are the odds, just the right time. Doubtless some of you or many of you have seen his interview at Davos a couple years back, a few years back, where he's quoted as saying that he's made so much money on vaccines. The return on his investment, interesting. One last thing on this, and I'll try to make some sense out of all this. You probably know people or have heard people say after getting very sick, I'm sure glad I got the injection, because I would have been sicker. Um, I think what I'm trying to communicate here, and maybe I'm not succeeding in my attempt to do so, is that people have been deceived. And what adds insult to injury, no pun intended, is that Christians are deceived. How many Christians, for one reason or another, have been injected and regretted it? Now, again, this is as good of a time as any. I'll say it. Maybe I need to start saying it on a weekly basis, because I know it's a big issue. You're a born-again Christian. You've been injected. You're saved. You're not unsaved. You're not going to be unborn again. Maybe you need to spend some time in Romans chapter 8, because the whole chapter is about nothing being able to separate you from the love of God. No height, nor depth, nor angel, nor principality, nor vaccine, that's not in the original, can separate you. If you're saved, you're born again, you cannot be unborn again. Oh, pastor, are you one of those once saved, always saved? Um, God is. Are you saying that once I'm saved, I've always saved? No. The Bible says that. Wait, I can't lose my salvation? Wait, if you can lose your salvation, that means that you have to work to keep your salvation, and that's not grace. Now that's works again. So I'm saved by grace, but Jesus on the cross, it is finished. However, (laughs) you're forgiven if No. If you're saved, you're saved. You you attend Calvary Chapel Pergamos in the first century AD, and you're on the receiving end of a letter written by John, the Apostle John, man, that Jesus had him write, sent to us, read by the angel of the church. You know who the angel of the church is? (laughs) The pastor. That's... I'm just saying, it was the, to the angel of the, 
that's the pastor. So he would read, the pastor would read the letter from the Lord to the church. This is what the Lord's saying to you. You've not denied my name. You've kept my word. I know your works, but I have a couple things against you. Not just the doctrine of Balaam, but also the Nicolaitans. That's a whole other topic for another time. That's another compound. Nico or Nike, the conquest, conquer. The runner, they named the, if you've got Nike tennis shoes on, can you just use that as an example? That's where that comes from. It's the Greek word Nike, Nike, conquer, conquest. Nico or Nicolaitans, laity, like Laodicea. They had conquered and ruled over the laity, Nicolaitans. So these are the things I have against you. You're still saved. You're still going to be in heaven. But this is the problem. And we need to deal with the problem. You're being seduced. You're being deceived. And that's the problem. I know I said one last thing before we bring it in for a close, but this is the last, last thing. (laughs) And I think it's important because, again, you're a born-again Christian, and you've been injected. I would highly encourage you to not get any more. And praise the Lord if you've not had any adverse events or effects because of it. That's the grace of God. We talked about that last week. There's death in the pot or shot, (laughs) and you put the, the flour, the bread, the Lord into it, and it will not harm you. I think God in His grace and His mercy has been very gracious and very merciful to many who have, for whatever reason or another, taken this thing. But do you know that I know two actual, these were pastor friends of mine, that died as a direct result of being injected. And nobody wants to talk about it. The death is COVID complications. I'm sorry. How about COVID deceptions? How about demonic doctrines that you've been deceived by and believed and trusted in? You know, one one thing about Pergamos, like uh, Laodicea, they were known for their temple to Asclepius, the medicine god. And it was the symbol of, from Moses, when God just, because they were complaining, makes you think twice about complaining, uh, the Israelites were complaining again against the Lord, and God just said, that's it. And He sends snakes and He kills them. Anybody else want to complain? No, I'm good. <laughs> so Moses and Aaron, I totally wouldn't have done this. They're praying, God, please stop killing them. Please stop this judgment. And God says, okay, take a bronze serpent and put it on a pole in the shape of a cross. And all they have to do is look up on that serpent, a picture of sin that Jesus took upon him on that cross, and they'll be saved and healed. That's where we get our modern day, although it's perverted. It's a Baphomet and two snakes, and it's just demonic, man. And it comes from that. 
Do you know the most famous and well-known verse in all the Bible? I know I'm going way off, but this might be for somebody here. Hang in there with me. You know the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16, of course, right? Do you know what Jesus said after John 3.16? He said, just like Moses lifted up the serpent on the pole, so too will the Son of Man be lifted up, put on the cross. But we stop right at John 3.16. We don't talk about John 3.17. I don't even know that some of us know that we even have (laughs) more verses in that chapter in our Bibles. We do. Very fascinating. Okay. That was the last, last thing. This brings me to how it is that God would have us to respond in light of this. I mean, I'm fully capable of getting up here and Uh, I'm embarrassed to say I'm sure I have many more times than I care to admit where I just get up here and say, you're being deceived. Let's pray. (laughs) You're being seduced. It's satanic. It's demonic. This thing's going to kill you. Let's pray. (laughs) No. What? What? What do I do with that? Well, in a word, wait for it, repent. Repent. Do a 180. It's a change of mind, change of direction. And this is the end of the aforementioned letter to the church in Pergamos. Jesus in Revelation 2 verse 16 says, Repent, or else I will come to you quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Repent. Repent. You need to have a change of mind. And once you have a change of mind, you change your mind. God then will change your heart. Two more verses in Revelation. Again, we talk about them, but for purpose of today's update, I think we would do well to revisit them. This is the prophecy concerning the fall of Babylon. I want you to pay particular attention to verse 23, Revelation 18. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery, pharmakia in the Greek, where we get pharmacy, pharmaceutical, by your sorcery, Bill Gates' magic potion, all the nations were deceived. Question, are all the nations on the earth deceived by this one thing? And is this one thing a pharmaceutical solution? Solution, keyword. It's a pharmaceutical solution that has deceived all of the nations on the earth. Lastly, Revelation 9, verses 20 and 21. But the rest of mankind, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And, listen, verse 21, they did not repent of their murders, or their sorceries, pharmakia, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. 
Uh, would to God that we would be numbered amongst those who did repent of this satanic seduction and doctrinal deception for the Lord's soon return to rapture His church is at hand. It is at the door. This is why we do these updates and have for years. This is the point of these prophecy updates, the purpose of these prophecy updates. It's the point to Jesus. Get Jesus to people and people to Jesus, because it's all about Jesus. As we just saw, everything is all about Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is good news. That's what the word means, good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. The gospel is that Jesus was crucified, buried, rose again on the third day, and is coming back for us soon and very soon one day. That's the good news. The ABCs of salvation, again, we do this every week. I pray it never becomes just this routine formality that we do all the time. This is a childlike explanation of salvation. It's just an equipping you, should you ever be given the profound privilege of sharing Jesus Christ with somebody that God brings into your path. It's very simple. It's childlike simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. That's when you realize, well, if I'm a sinner, then I need a Savior. Good. Good conclusion. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned, all, and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed the perfect standard of God's righteousness. We've missed the bullseye, which is what the word sin means. It's an archery term. And now there's a penalty, and Romans 6.23 says the penalty is, the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But here's the good news. The good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's the gift. He purchased it. He paid for it in full. He paid the wage. He paid the debt and offers us the gift. The B is very central and simple. It's for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. So Gladys says you will and the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, this seals the deal, Romans 10, 13, all who call upon the name of the Lord, and here's that word again, will be saved.
That simple. Today's But God testimony is very short and to the point. Comes from Edwin. He writes, I thank God first in every situation. I was given a lethal injection in the hospital. I prayed Isaiah 54, 17. I saw the spirit of death, but God healed me. Thank you, Lord. I bet you wonder what Isaiah 54, 17 says. Yeah, praise the Lord. You, you know this verse, you just don't know that you know this verse. Now when I read this verse, you'll know that you knew this verse. And it so ties in with today's update. This promise from Isaiah, who by the Holy Spirit writes, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No curse pronounced upon you shall prosper. No shot injected into you shall prosper. Am I taking it too far? And every tongue which rises against you, somebody should have told Balaam that, every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. And he says it just like that too, (laughs) from me. You belong to me. You're my child. You know how we are as parents? Somebody messes with your kid, what's your response? Where do they live? (laughs) I will find them, they will be in great danger. Now that's not the sanctified, (laughs) of course. I try to sanctify, it doesn't work very well. But think about how much more our Heavenly Father, as His children, His people. Okay, that's the end. Again, working on the smooth transition on these closings. Yeah, (laughs) praise the Lord. Go ahead and stand. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, a gift again. So, Father, thank You so much. (laughs) Oh Lord, they're just, words do not in any way come close to being able to express to you how grateful we are, how thankful we are, Lord. Oh Jesus, we we are in awe of you. We are in love with you. We are so thankful to You, Lord. Thank You for going to the cross, taking upon Yourself our curse, the curse of our sin, and settling it and paying in full for it, so that we could be set free by You, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, thank You for the good news of eternal life salvation. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, that you're coming soon, very soon, to rapture us out of this world, not our home, this world that we've long overstayed our welcome. Lord, come quickly. Amen. 
We are so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.